Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Dotson, here with my co-host, Matt O'Hara. Hey, couple dynasty nerds in here talking a little dynasty fantasy football in the first week of february um we a couple days after the super bowl uh three to be exact congratulations to, to who, tom, tom brady oh, thank you so much how'd you know tom brady and the rest of the new england patriots oh i thought you congratulating me you didn't do anything uh i woke up oh congratulations yeah i went to work uh did some things I love I love all those things that you did. Doing a podcast right now, yeah, it's a pretty accomplishment. Everybody wakes up and does a podcast. Good I mean, point. Blessed. Good point. That's the definition of blessed, right? Hashtag. Yeah, congrats, Patriots, on your sixth Super Bowl title. Wow, good for you. Did you take your You're so selfish? Did you take your bitterments here today? What's going on? I don't know. It's February. It's the first week of February. There's no. That's it. Football season's over. Dynasty off season began. Uh, yeah, today exactly. Uh, my fantasy league uh, started the new year. I saw it. All my leagues. You flipped us over, didn't you? Yeah, and they changed it too, where you could like, like now you actually go in there and put all, make sure the draft order is correct, uh, and, and then you import the draft order, then you import all the trades, import the rosters. So that's kind of cool because now I, you have your rookie draft down there. I meant to ask you that because my rookie picks were all screwed up. Were they? Yeah, they're not right. No, I just went through the trades. Okay. Well, if that's the case, and we're in big trouble. Yeah. Well, thanks, Jeff, over at my fantasy league. Get together over there, buddy. Um, so yeah, here we are. Here uh, we are. Tuesday. So, so keep an eye not on that. Not so cold day. Yeah, not so bad. Polar vortex is behind us. The polar. It, it it warmed up to like sixty degrees here. I know it's pretty fabulous. After being like zero, uh, you know, three or four days earlier. Tom Brady cements himself, at, which he already was the greatest quarterback player of all time, until fifteen years from now when we're talking about Baker Mayfield. It'll. It's gonna be a long time until we can. Really that's my biggest. That's what really got me down. Knock like, him okay, off the pedestal. You know, like now Tom's won six. Now Baker's got to win six, and that's not like easy to do. No, it's not. I mean, nobody else has ever done it. Right. Has anybody ever else won five? Nope. How many did Joe have? Joe Montana. Yeah. Just he only had two. Two. Three, yeah. yeah. And Steve Young got Steve, a couple in there. Steve, okay. Bradshaw was the only one there and get four. Okay. So. Man. Yeah, it's not easy to do. But if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be Baker, clearly. Right. Because I'm biased towards him. Somebody no. wrote me like on something when I we did a rookie redraft, and they're like, hey, man, you're clearly just a biased Browns fan. You put Baker in the first round of your rookie draft. Obviously, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. And I'm like, in my head, I'm going, well, when I made the pick, I said it was a Browns biased pick. But at the same time, my only argument to that would be, like, if you can go back in time, and draft Drew Brees, right, at 23 years old, knowing what he's going to do, you would probably take him higher than number eight, would you not? I would say so. The production there would definitely warrant. Yeah. If you if that's what you if that's how you view him, and I'm fine. sure I'm sure some smart ass little punk would come back at me and be like, well, how do you know he's going to be Drew Brees? And I don't have to look him dead in the eye and go, because I have crystal balls. Dummy. And plus, we saw a whole year of him play, and he played really well and threw with great accuracy well, I mean, and anticipation and and just really uh, played the 
it's a very similar game than the, the, you know the Drew Brees actually plays. So. so what are we talking about the first day of the new league year of Dynasty Fantasy Football? Uh, what are we gonna pl- what are we gonna talk about? We're gonna talk about like Todd Gurley not doing anything in the playoffs. Yeah, that was yeah. a bit bizarre, right? I mean, um, he kind of disappeared, and then even today they came out and say that he d- that he's not gonna need surgery, which was They've what been I think the whole time. I think everyone assumed though that they were just making it up. You know, he was the fastest player on the field. And there's one run. Right. So that's kind of weird. We can talk about Sonny Michelle having 355 yards in the playoffs and a couple touchdowns. Things are looking three up. Games. Things Pretty are looking good. up for Sony next year. Yeah, one of our guys in my uh, new league's uh, rules, he's like, oh, you're too high on uh, Sony Michelle because of his gender, like his knee and everything. Right. And I'm like, you're high for not being too high on him. I'm a big Sony fan. Right. I mean, I'm, we we are a big fan. It. it it was very late in the process that that um, the knee issues, I guess, bubbled to the surface, um, and obviously they flared their their ugly head a little bit this year. So, is it in the back of my mind if I'm a Sony Michelle owner? Yes, but um, I'm also very encouraged going into next year with what you saw late in the season and and obviously what you saw in the playoffs. Yeah, big fan of yeah. Sony. Mm-hmm. Don't need to talk about them today. We are actually going to talk about players to buy low on. Right. What do you think of that? uh love it man this, this is the, this is the time of year where you're going to start you know molding your your roster for next year and and these might seem like little ancillary ancillary ancillary, ancillary moves now um because of certain guys that didn't probably perform as well as you'd wanted them to the year before but they they can really pay huge dividends you know in the following year yeah we're gonna call this the limbo episode whoa how low can you go what rounds would go? How how what? Low can you go? How low have I ever gotten? Probably like rock bottom. Rock bottom. Mm. Yeah, I've definitely hit rock bottom <laughs> a couple times, going off the deep end. So let's talk about some players here with over excitement. Sure, I need to put a little bit of pep in my stuff. You do. I, I I was thinking maybe we could at least touch on um the, just the two coaching hires too before we get too oh, deep into this. Yeah, you want to talk about coaches and dynasty fantasy football? Yeah, because they, they do they do relate. Yeah, you want to why? Cause schemes everything. Scheme is a lot. It's the most important thing. We're going to talk about one of these players and how important scheme is. Okay. Uh, I have the word scheme underlined one two three times. See all those underlines on my notes over here. Do What's that say? Scheme. Want to why? Because it's, it's important. It's important. Go ahead, Matt. Talk about the coaches. Uh, so Zach Taylor comes over from the uh, Rams. Quick question for you. Yeah. Who the hell is Zach Taylor? I don't really know. I know he is. He's a former offensive coordinator for the University of Cincinnati. He was a quarterback coach for the L.A. Rams. And God forbid if you know Sean McVay. I do uh, know that guy. You are well thought of. Mm-hmm. So he's there in Cincinnati. And there he, said, he is. He came out today. He's like, I'm a big Andy Dalton fan. Sure you are, buddy. Sure you are. Or... That's the only place you could get a job, and that's the quarterback they stuck you with. Um, he's going to call plays. He is going to call plays. He's only been offensive coordinator once. So I guess we'll see. But it had to be some of his like, selling point, right? Since he just needs fresh blood. I mean, they have too many good – they have too much stuff going on that's quality. Joe Mixon, quality. Mm-hmm. Andy Dalton, I mean, not great, but he's not – bad no i mean i think he's a serviceable quarterback probably a notch above a game manager a notch like a like a slim notch right. like like a notch at a point where like if you're like dyed in and like your belt you know you can't go the next notch because it's like too tight or too loose so you gotta like get the little like knife and create your own hole right notch he's right in the middle there like exactly. that notch i like that analogy 
Yeah, that's a good one, right? Yep. Bust it out right on top of my head. I like it. Um, but at the same time, you can make the argument like, well, dude, he's got, you know, Joe Mixon who catches the ball really well. Gio Bernard, what does he do? Catch the ball really well. Tyler Boyd, sexy year this year. Yeah. AJ, AJ Green, Green, Hall of Famer, right? Questionable, but okay. And then there's all these rumors about Ryan Tannehill going there because, like, they're all associated. Like, the rumors are, like, they're going to bring in Tannehill. They're going to get rid of Dalton. Dalton's going to sign in Washington with Gruden. Gruden. That, I mean, that would all make sense. Um, that's connecting a lot of dots and a lot of things at the fall. From my uncle's aunt's exactly. brother's right. kindergarten teacher's sure. best friend's dog's veterinarian mailman. His mailman. Straight straight from their mouth to your ears. Yeah, something about he got a letter from like it was like from Gruden to McVeigh. It was like dated like December sixteenth. Could have been a Christmas card. Who knows? But it could have been, hey, Alex Smith is like a pirate now. Give <laughs> 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 me me quarterback. <laughs> so what else you want what else do you want to say about Zach Taylor? Um you mentioned that he's going to call his own plays, right? I think Del Rio was interviewing for the job. And they they decided that was a no go. Yeah, it's like that, like you know that quick dating stuff you do for like three minutes. You right. sit down, and like, oh, my favorite color is blue. I'm like, oh, my favorite color is red. I'm like, I like dogs. I like cats. I'm like next, <laughs> another stellar analogy. I think that's how those go. I've, I've never done one. Of I've those. never done one of those either. No, it'd be fun. I would love to do one of those. Now I think about it. <laughs> Like, didn't just go in their full intention of, like, just next. Yeah, not looking for love. <laughs> exactly. Like, just to be, like, that weird guy. Just to be a creeper. It's like the thought when I want to get it, like, like right now that, like, I have a job. Mm. Like, oh, I'd like to go get, like, a job somewhere and just get fired as quick as possible. Just to go do it. Like, huh? you get a job at, like, McDonald's, but, like, you make a bet with somebody, but, like, I bet if, like, how long does it take to get fired without, like, blatantly, like. Doing something wrong. Yeah, like, just I just stand there and eat chicken nuggets the whole time. And, like. <laughs> Dotson, you can't eat the chicken nuggets. <laughs> like flip the burgers. I'm like, yeah, hey, hey, I got this. I got this. But just munch on honey. a couple, munch on a couple fries here and there. But before I flip the burger, can you just t- tell me where the honey mustard sauce is? <laughs> just, I mean, I already started eating this one. I just want to dip it in some sauce. Yeah, I mean, What's I'll the take big deal? Sweet and sa- I mean, yeah, I already finger banged them. You know, I mean, I get all too crazy over here. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about, Zach Taylor? Uh, Zach Taylor, I think that is it. Um, I guess we should mention the Brian Flores higher there down in um, Miami as well. Great defensive game plan. Or was it Bill Belichick's defensive game plan? Well, I think a lot of it comes from Bill. We think, will see. I think I, I feel like, you know. I think everything comes from Bill. I think Tom Brady's the greatest uh, quarterback of all time. I think Bill Belichick's the greatest coach of all time. I think Bill Belichick still would have won a ton of Super Bowls. No matter who his quarterback was, he would have found a way. I think Tom Brady uh, – was very blessed to fall into New England. I agree with that. But that's not to mention Tom Brady at the same time because he's really, really good. He's really, really good. But uh, He's really, really driven also, which is something that you also need from your quarterback. Give me, like, if I had to pick one or the other, I saw a poll out there, and I would take Bill. Hmm. There's a poll I saw and said, you can go back 20 years and pass, and you had to take one, Bill Belichick or Tom Brady, New England Patriots. And if all you can take is one, who do you take? Yeah, I think Belichick. Okay. Because he's done it without him. And all these coaches, you know, besides uh, uh, what's his face for Houston. Um, all the coaches leave, and they they are terrible. Yeah, terrible. Like, not even, like, okay. Like, just terrible. I mean, Eric Mangini's first year in uh, New York, they're calling him Mangenius. Yeah, he was but, all right, uh, and then it fell apart. Yeah, more like mad scientist, not really a genius. Um, 
Well, so if Flores go in there, I think the more the biggest thing here, we could actually go right into a guy that you you brought up for a buy low. And this is something we mentioned before. Uh, he's going to bring in his wide receivers coach for offensive coordinator, which is going to get a little bit more of that probably New England offensive scheme, which is very very tight end friendly. Very tight end friendly indeed, and and that would bring you know that brings Mike Kosicki right to to mind because obviously he had a terrible year this year was pretty much a non-factor in um in down in Miami and you know it just it just shines a good light on him at least you know going into the offseason I think I think he's a nice guy you know owners could potentially be very very frustrated with with what kind of return they got in year 1 I mean the guy was just he just was non-existent I love those owners exactly the ones so are frustrated rookies after their first year cuz they didn't do anything come out and be a superstar so we talk about that kind of all the time. There's, you know, one or two guys per year that we think are are guys that you know were higher picks, but but for whatever reason they didn't have a great year production wise. But there's a, there's light at the end of the tunnel, and 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 I think Brian Flores bringing over the you know the offensive coordinator or the wide receiver coach, excuse me, from New England, you know, is the nice little light that I see at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, not a lot of playmakers on the team. Uh... You got to be worried about what, what you know. Do they get rid of Ryan Tannehill? Do they bring in a quarterback? Is it going to be Tyrod Taylor? Uh, you know, what's the quarterback situation even going to look like out there? Is it, are they going to get Nick Foles? Probably not because they're not going to spend money. They're probably going to draft a guy. Uh, maybe more so wait for the 2020 draft and kind of like pull the Browns maneuver where you kind of just suck it up in 2019 and be a doo doo team because you don't want to really draft one of these quarterbacks in 2018. Um, just because maybe you don't. You're not high enough to get one of those guys where in 2020 you got Fromm, you got Tua, even though I, I like Jake Fromm a ton. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. But I still think even then, if not next year, I think it's still going to be a good year to buy the Gasicki. I think this year is a nice buy low candidacy. Um, you might fall into an owner that feels like it's just too early to get give up on them. You know, like I gave up my first this year. Uh, in a league, it's a late pick, anyways, which I assumed it would be to get Kasiki, like in the mid second round of last year's draft. Cause I had a first round grade on mm-hmm. him, so like obviously I would never give up on Kasiki. Right, right. No, but if a guy was just sitting there and and Gesicki fell to him in the middle of the second round or something like that, a guy might not you know be that hesitant to even just cash in and and get a second back. You know what I mean? Like a mid-second back. To use another tight end. Exactly. Like another tight end sitting there. That that might not be a bad idea. You might even have a chance, but then you're risking it, like to even buy lower after this year. You know what I mean? Right. If they don't figure out their quarterback situation, not a lot of weapons there. It is a three-year window on the tight end. Uh, I think Kosicki's a little bit more mature. Uh, I can see him making a bigger turnaround after this year, but I can easily see him being that guy that like all of a sudden, like he's on no radars whatsoever. And then right. all of a sudden going the next year in the 2020, you're like, Oh, Gasicki's uh the number eight overall dynasty rookie tight end with upside. Well, I mean, there was a reason he was, you know, drafted so high. The guy was an athletic freak. I yeah. Mean, it's like one of the best spark scores ever for right. like tight end. Like, like I think his score that came out the analysis on it, like nobody's ever failed pretty much right. with the, what kind of athletic score he had. So, I mean, I think it's one of those things where obviously he was stuck with a really bad coach. I mean, what, googly eyes? (laughs) Crazy googly eyes. Where's my taco? And um, he's got nowhere to go but up. And and with his athleticism, I I think, you know, they're going to find a way to get him involved. Yeah, I like Kosicki. I think he's a nice buy, too. Um, I'm definitely floating it out there to see what the price tag on him is. Yeah. 
might be a little too soon on Gasicki, but I think he fits in that bill nicely. Um, mostly falling into the, hey, let's talk about the Dolphins and Brian Flores here category. I think he's like a good buy low on the Dolphins. Like if we were doing team-by-team team analysis, uh, that would be my best buy low, and that's Gasicki. But let's talk about another guy, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, a guy I have on my list who I teased into it from last week is Sammy Watkins. And I, I, I can see a lot of people just dead on arrival, like, no, Sammy Watkins is not a buy low. Uh, he's he's trash. Sell him. Get what you can. But I'm very intrigued about Sammy. He's one of my favorite prospects to come out uh, since we started the podcast, scouting-wise. I thought for sure there was a 0% chance that Sammy Watkins would not be non-successful in the NFL. And when we look back at his start of his career, you know, his rookie season, uh, he was wide receiver 33, came out back in the sophomore year in 2015. I mean, he had 1,047 yards. He missed three games. You know, unbeknownst to us, he actually had that stress fracture in his foot right. in 2015. And, it, I mean, honestly, the Bills' negligence there, uh, I was going to say negligence. Negligence. Yeah, oh, wow. sexy as Buffalo Bills. Um uh, which led to his broken foot, the Jones, you know, right. then fracture. He, then he had the, the surgery. And, but in, even right. in 2015, though, like, you're like, oh, he's on the up. I mean, he had the seventh best, uh, I think, points per game that year. I think he averaged a little over 18 yards per game. 2016, you get a Jones uh, fracture, which is absolutely terrible for him. That You know, and that stress fracture in the foot came back. And then he gets traded to the L.A. Rams for a second-round pick. And, like, what was it, like, E.J. Gaines? Finished the year in L.A., you think he's going to do good there. Uh, he finished the year as wide receiver 47 because you had Robert Woods come right. out. He was a top 20 receiver. And then you had Cooper Cup, who was wide receiver 28 that year on his rookie year, a receiver we loved. And you're thinking, okay, well, that's that's no bueno. But then he goes to Kansas City. Yep. And he signs a monster contract where he's getting $16 million per year. And that plays into it a little bit as well. Like They're paying him money. Yeah. They want him to be number one. They knew they had Tyreek Hill, but they wanted him to be the number one. They got Pat Mahomes there. They got Tyreek Hill there. Tyreek Hill obviously finishes a top five fantasy receiver this year. Travis Kelsey, number one. But, I mean, you're talking about a guy that was seeing, I think, a little little under 20% of the target share before he even got like banged up a little bit there uh, for the first couple of weeks in Kansas City. And you can say, well, he's injury prone. He's injury prone. And I think it all goes back to that original foot fracture because well, it's a concussion i'm not going to count against them it's no, just a no no concussion. no it, it does seem to always be the foot or the ankle or in that area of his body that he keeps tweaking but he was healthy and i mean the thing is in 2017 he didn't perform the way he wanted to because but at the same time he was healthy the whole year to me which i take value in that and we talked about it like just getting shipped off to la uh not enough time to really get like a fully good acclimated and right. that offense yep. has something to do that and sometimes you have receivers that their first couple of years, they're kind of banged up. I mean, Sammy Watkins is only 26 years old. Well, I think he's 25 right now. Is he 25 right yeah, now? Yeah, I think he'll be 26 going into next year. So he's going to be 26 going into next year. Mm -hmm. So he's super young. And there's there's a lot of receivers that um, start off with rough patches in the beginning. We go back to Andre Johnson. Real rough couple patches there that we start with. Um, a more recent guy, Keenan Allen. Right. You're right. Knee injury, boom, done. Knee injury, boom. You're like, oh crap! Now Keenan Allen's a top ten dynasty receiver. And well, Julio, I mean Julio Jones, even I mean when he started his career, he had a bunch of foot injuries as well. Who else we should give up on? 
Just Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham because I mean, he can't finish a year. He, last yeah, I mean, games. He, his quad's done. So I mean, with youth, I'm not gonna put that by him too. And being in this explosive offense with Pat Mahomes, I think they can use him. And I'm not saying, you know, Sammy's gonna turn out to be that wide receiver one that we that I always thought he was gonna be, like just one of those elite receivers. But I think it's a, a really good window to be a really good wide receiver number two. And and those guys are super important when you talk about it all the time. And and yeah, so if if a guy if the original person who drafted Sammy Watkins still has Sammy Watkins, chances are that he's he's grown very he or she's grown very frustrated with um the production that they've gotten for this high pick. So it that really does it 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 presents a nice opportunity for you to buy. Yeah, for a late first. Yeah. Is what I'd be offering. Is that fair? Late first, you might even be able to get, you know, the high second or something like that. No, no, I bet there's no way. No? I don't think so. I mean, I think, you know, I think his playoff push there, catching, you know, 10 balls for 16 uh, and 16 targets for 176 yards was kind of nice. Right. Um, I think going another year into that Kansas City office with with Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes is a nice upside too. I think it'd be hard to get him for a second in this draft class as well. Yeah, maybe maybe a second and and like a player or something like that that you can. So you're not giving up your your coveted first round pick or something. Yeah. See, for me, I'm looking anywhere from pick right around eight to twelve, and. I'm totally okay yeah. giving up that for Sammy for the upside. I mean, I said if worst case he turns into a nice solid wide receiver too, you know, say he's wide receiver, you know, 18 right around there, like, oh, that's a great return on your investment. Mm-hmm. And a guy who's still young, who's still locked up and going to be in Kansas City for at least the next, what, two, three years? Uh, Guaranteed? Probably, yeah, I was going to say probably two for sure. I mean, because we don't know if they're going to do a Tyree kill, you know? When his time it comes up, if they already paid Sammy Watkins, it's going to be. But then by that time, they could be like, "Okay, sorry, Sammy, you got to go. We got to pay." That's Tyreke. what I mean. That's, so that's... that could be wor- if he doesn't produce. But I mean, this could be something where you buy low on Sammy, and all of a sudden he's okay. This is it. It's finally it. And I'm not again. I'm not going back to the well. He's always injured. He's always injured. I'm not going back to the concussion part. I'm not going back to the one main foot injury. And let that just that takes time to heal. Well, that was 2016. We're going to 2019. I think I think we're beyond that now. Well, he tweet, he retweaked it this year, whatever he had going on in his. He feet. did tweak his foot yep. a little bit, so I mean, it's somewhat. Um, it's just somewhat worrisome, but at the same time, you already laid it out. He's young. He's in a great offense. He's got a ton of talent, so it really is a matter of him getting himself right, um, health wise, in my opinion, and and then he he really is a nice asset. So I I, I don't, I would say. I would feel comfortable, you know, probably ten to twelve, but you said eight to twelve in the first round. I, I that would be a little bit out of my comfort zone going going up to eight, but I would do. It. I know, but then you're talking like, okay, now you're looking at like, okay, who would you rather have, Riley Ridley, uh, or Sammy Watkins? Would you rather have AJ Brown or Sammy Watkins? Are we talking about a guy like Daryl Henderson, possibly, you know, a young fresh running back who's unknown, or Sammy Watkins? Are we talking Noah Fant? Or Sammy Watkins. I mean, that's what I'm looking at between eight and twelve. You know, you say eight's too high. That's that's why that's what I'm looking at. Because once you get past those top right, four or five receivers, there's a lot of question marks. At eight, you probably get the pick of the litter right there, whichever one you want. At uh-huh. at ten, it starts dwindling. At twelve, like you know, whatever. Like you're <laughs> you're only picking between one of those guys. You know what I mean? So that's why you know because we don't know landing spots for any of these guys yet. That's why I'm a little bit little hesitant because some of those names actually did pique my interest a little bit. 
So it's one of those things where because because the the talent is there for these guys. They're they're just a little bit of an unknown. Whereas you know Sammy's obviously been in the league, so we've seen him in the NFL, but we've also seen him injured in the NFL, and we don't know how long he's going to last in in any given year. So there's a little bit of an unknown with him as well. So in 2015, he had 1,047 yards in Buffalo. He sure did. Where nobody where Marquise Goodwin and Robert Woods and Sammy Watkins and Chris Hogan, nobody could do anything. Yep. They all but then you know die. what? They all left and did something. Mm-hmm. Now it's Sammy's turn to do something. We'll see. I think he's a good buy low. Yeah. I like Sammy going forward. I, I love the I love all the upside to it. And to me, a late round first is definitely worth the gamble. Let's move on. Let's move on. Here's my favorite buy low. All right. That we're going to talk about. Now, this is a guy that I talked up so much. You might have thought we were dating uh, oh, going into last year. Oh, this is. And it's Jarek McKinnon. Oh, yeah. Running back for the San Francisco 49ers. And I don't want to hear any of this nonsense where, like, well, you know, they got Matt Breida. He was pretty good. Yeah, I think they're going to split, you know, they're going to split some carries. Yeah, they're going to split time. I'm okay with that. Or, you know, Jarek McKinnon didn't do really a whole lot there in, you know, Minnesota to be like a running back one. He's never had, uh, like, over, like, 500 yards rushing or whatever you want to tell me. I'm like, okay, that's that's great. Scheme, scheme, scheme. Whoa. And it all comes down to Kyle Shanahan's scheme, 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 because we all want that Kyle Shanahan running back that catches football passes. And Kyle Shanahan talked up Jarek McKinnon like no tomorrow. He actually, I think there was a quote I saw that came out and said, like, losing uh, Jarek McKinnon was even a little bit more devastating than using Garoppolo because of how dependent they were on that scheme that he, he wants to run. And going into that year, we talked about, like, hey, how many times, like, even a beat reporter in San Francisco is like, I don't play fantasy football, but if I did, I would want to own Jarek McKinnon because he's going to catch a ton of footballs. Right. Like, they brought him in, and they gave him four years, $30 million uh, guaranteed, right? Or not guaranteed, but $30 million. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, they can get out from under that number this year. And they can. But, I mean, isn't it everybody in the NFL they can get out from under just about anybody? They brought him in for a reason. They have tons of money. Right. They front-loaded his contract just like they did Jimmy Garoppolo's because they had so much money to spend. They wanted to do that. It wasn't just so they can get out from under him. It's because they wanted him to do that. Shanahan likes the two-system uh, running backs there. And Shanahan's offense and his running backs, they, they produce. You know, 2015, Atlanta Falcons. Where did where they finish with the uh, fantasy football overall running back? Number one overall with Devontae Freeman. In 2016, number six overall. In 2017 with San Francisco and Carlos Hyde, number eight overall. Number last year uh, with Matt Breida, number 18 overall. Uh, I'm sorry, number 24 overall. In 14 games, and Matt Breida was banged up. And I was going to say, I was gonna say, it's not like Breida was healthy the entire no, year. No, and they either. had to change the whole scheme there with uh, C.J. Bethard coming in there. And if you take all the targets, right, all the uh, receptions out there for the uh, 49ers, Matt Breida, 27 catches. Hughescheck, 30. Jeff Wilson, 12. Morris, 8. Moser, 8. That's 85 receptions, Okay. When you go back to that 2015 year when Devontae Freeman finishes number one, he had 97 catches for 70, uh, 97 targets for 73 catches, 578 yards, three touchdowns. In 2016, he had 65 targets for 54 yards for 462 yards and two touchdowns. Carlos Hyde, 
83 targets for 59 catches, 350 yards. I would say Jarek McKinnon is a much, and that's why I'm going back to these targets with the 85 for last year, was just a, the grab bag of running backs there. Right. Those are all going to be McKinnons. He's going to see 90 targets, possibly more. I love Jimmy Garoppolo's quick release and how he gets the ball up so quickly. That sits McKinnon really well. McKinnon's a better, I think, pass catcher running back than all these guys that we just mentioned here. Or not all these Everybody here from San Francisco, he's a better pass catcher right. than Carlos Hyde. And I would even put him as a better pass catcher and receiver running back than Devontae Freeman when it comes to that style of play. I like Devontae Freeman as a running back. I just think he comes away as a better pass catcher and running back there in San Francisco. To me, we're talking about a guy that's going to see about 90 targets. Uh, he's going to come away with anywhere from 75 to 80 catches possibly as well. Those are running back one numbers. Oh, absolutely. PPR I mean, we, 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 I think we broke this down pretty much at nauseum last off season. And just I, because, the, just, yeah, just, just because the guy, you know, blew out his ACL in training camp doesn't mean any of this stuff isn't going to be go, going to be the true going into next year. So, I mean, $30 million contract, four years, it included $15.7 million of guarantee and a, and a $2 million signing bonus. They're not going to just cut the guy after one year and not even get a year out of him. You know what I mean? They're going to they're gonna try the guy out and this year. And, the, and sh- the dead cap hit's the same as if they kept him. Like, right. it doesn't even matter. They get out from for free, but it's still the same cap hit. They keep him or not. So just, just they're going to they're gonna end up keeping this guy, and and he's going to end up – he's going to end up being a really nice player for you. I would love to, to – pick up Jared McKinnon in any of the leagues. Unfortunately, I traded him way to you in one, so I know I'm not getting him back in that league. And and, I mentioned this at the end of the year, too, because remember I said, I'm going to go out in every league and right. try and get McKinnon. I did. In a couple of leagues, I actually got him. Right. And, and there, I still don't think there's any way that I'm going to get him in the other leagues that I'm in, just because I don't think I don't think the guys are going to be wanting to get rid of him. You know what I mean? I thought I had – I got I – mean, I, I mean, like – When I made all those like, offers, I got him in two leagues. We're in, like, really him. savvy – I'm only in a few leagues, and they're all pretty savvy leagues, you know what uh-huh. I mean? So it's going to be hard, I think, for me to get McKinnon in any of them. But at 27, right, and say he comes in, he dominates this year like we think he's going to be. Because guess what? I mean, he's been rehabbing his knee injury. It was a clean tear in September. He's mm-hmm. good to go. Well, guess who else tore their knee up with ACL? Who's that? Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, yeah. So who, guess who the two people have been kicking a lot together as well? <laughs> Jimmy G and Jerick – I have no good last name. Jerick Mick. That's he's not, he's not Irish. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's slander. That's like a racist term for Irish. I'm Irish. Okay, it doesn't mean anything. All right. I'm just telling you it's racist. Okay. I think, right? Mick? Mick? I don't know. I mean, his first two letters of his name are MC. I know. I, I'm with you on that. All right. I, I'm just wondering. I don't want to offend anybody. You're Irish. Are you offended? Not at all. Okay, then we can carry on. Um, so, I yeah, I, I like I mean, they're going to keep – he's 27, dude. Like, it's – those running backs, they will carry over. I mean, Le'Veon Bell's 27. You see anybody trying to bail on that guy? Again, he's only 26. He's going to be 27. He's going to be 27. Yeah. Talk they, about the 2019 season. All right. Here. I want people to know the his date of birth is 5-3-92. Oh, what a young lad. I know. So he's, yeah, he's not there yet. You think he grew a mustache? Uh, in the picture, he's got a little bit of a dark shadow over his over his upper lip. Did I show you that picture of me that, with the mustache? That picture of you with just a mustache was hilarious. That's good, right? Creepy as hell. I'm so handsome. You are so creepy. Yeah, I wish I could like put that out on something. And uh, 
I wish you would put that on anything. I have it saved. Trust me. I'm good. Thinking, I'm thinking of some options here. Send that out to some people. <laughs> I'm definitely not sending. <laughs> I, I even refused to text anybody just so it can't be reused. Like I was going to send it like one of our buddies. I'm like, dude, check this awesome <laughs> picture out. But I was like, if I do that, this is not going to end well. This is going to recirculate and it's going to come back to haunt me. So, so we were all over here for the Super Bowl, my son included and my daughter and everything. Whole family was here. And then when we got home, I think it was yesterday, um, my son just comes up to me. He's like, Dad, did did Rich show you the picture of him with a mustache? I'm like, uh-huh. He's like, creepy. <laughs> it's all just one word, creepy. Wow. <laughs> so my son thought you looked creepy. That six-year-old talking shit. Uh, he's seven. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even get your kid's birthday Damn, age you're right. You're all messed up. Man. Ever be a year ahead <laughs> or a year behind here? You're a year off everywhere. Does man. he have any Jerry McKinnon shares? I don't think he does. Because I would like to get some of those. Yeah, I know. we both grow mustaches. <laughs> And that, so him and I are on the same page. So, you know, there's always going into the next year about that. What There's always a new top 12 when it comes to running backs. There's always a new influx in there. And to me, I think Jerry McKinnon's going to be on that list. Uh, again, with Matt Breida being banged up throughout the year as well, I think they're going to complement each other um, nicely. I'm, I, I said this before, I don't even care that Breida's there. I'm glad he's there because I don't want McKinnon getting a whole bunch of in-between the tackles. Right, I want him to be catching right. footballs. You want him, you want him out there catching sixty you know, balls. He might be, he can enter that like I Christian mean, McCaffrey, uh, Saquon Barkley character, right. where he's catching above ninety footballs. I wouldn't be surprised if, if he surpasses all of these. I mean, ninety-seven targets for Devontae Freeman in two thousand and fifteen when he finishes running back one. I like that. You know, eighty-five targets last year to the all that a bunch of guys with a, a change scheme there. Eighty-five targets to a whole bunch of guys like that give me high optimism that I could see Devon, uh, Jarek McKinnon getting right around 100 targets this year. That's a lot. Yeah, because he's, I mean, he's obviously – That's fantasy success. He, yeah, he's a step up in, as far as talent. So Scheme, yep. scheme, scheme. Why do we love Alvin Kamara? Uh, scheme? And he's really sweet, And he's too. really good. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. You know I, mean, I don't know if this applies. But, I mean, scheme is, is, is so important. We mentioned it like before the show how I have underlined. Scheme is so important to everybody in the NFL where some talent will surpass that. But listen, you're going to run that coach's system. You're going to run that scheme. And what does it translate to? You have schemes that don't throw the tight ends. You have some that do throw the tight ends. Right. So I want the tight ends that are in the good schemes. You know, If TJ Hawkinson goes to the New England Patriots in the first round or really high, guess what? He's going to get a huge boost in my dynasty rankings where I'll take him at number four overall possibly because he's going to be the new Gronk, right? Which, so, which scheme, it would be scheme, great. Scheme. Yeah, yeah. So, Jarek McKinnon, buy him, first-round pick. What do you think, late first-round pick? Yeah, I would, done? I, I would do a late first-round pick for sure. And have no no like, no like qualms about it, right? No, no, no. Nope. Yeah, he's not going to tear his ACL twice, is he? Oh, gosh, man. I don't, really I don't know why you had to just put him on that. When's the last time that even happened? Um, People do the other knee a lot of the time, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Remember when I said last week, I was like, whoa, what was the last good senior running back? And then you busted one out in like two seconds. And <laughs> yeah. somebody else wrote me like – like uh, Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb, and I'm oh. like, listen, man, listen, man, I can't. I'm not get claiming them all to be right. the smartest man in the room. Okay, <laughs> how many people in the room? There's two. Just, uh, just me and you. Well, we're here. It's equals. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. We're not gonna measure each other's IQ. Okay. Are we? No. Thank no. God. I don't want to embarrass you. Uh, moving on, shall we? Yes. Do you think Todd Gurley's a buy low? Do I think Todd Gurley's a buy low? Like buy low to the point of, hmm, his value's down a little bit. 
His value is theoretically depressed right now. Like yes, when they re-sign C.J. Anderson. Yeah. Like if they re-sign C.J. Anderson, is, is that the time to get in on some girly? Like he's obtainable at this point, right? Sure. Like six months ago? Six months ago when everyone was riding him to the playoffs and everything like that and, and you know had won championships the year before on him and everything like that, he was unobtainable completely. Like would you – hmm. So I want to say this. So you take Saquon Barkley ahead of Todd Gurley for sure, right? I think so, yeah. Would you take Christian McCaffrey ahead of Todd Gurley? Hmm. Again, I don't have to put myself in this situation because I take receivers first. I got to argue with some guy because I said I was to take DeAndre Hopkins over Saquon Barkley in Dynasty Startup, and he told me I was absolutely insane. And then we went back and forth for a little bit on it. And I was just like, listen, man, I'm not arguing against Saquon. It's just I would take DeAndre and come back and get two good running backs later. But would you take Christian McCaffrey ahead of Ty Gurley? Youth, scheme, yeah. system. It's very Gurley's close. getting a little bit older. He's never. Not gonna... Well, how old is Gurley? Twenty five. Car insurance just went down. It's good for him. Good for him. Yeah, that's it's re- close. It's right? really close. Yeah, I don't know that I would though. And then is it Gurley like locked in at number three or two, or is it Zeke? Who'd rather have Zeke or Gurley? There's a lot right there. I. Th- I mean, that's a good batch, right? That's very good, and it's hard to differentiate because, I mean, you're forgetting about Alvin Kamara, also. Oh, I'm not. I was going, here, I was going there next. Because okay. If, if Ingram leaves New Orleans, right, and it's just Kamara there as the main guy, I'd take Kamara over Gurley. So would I. You would too. Yeah. Look at us. We're not even. We're, I wouldn't sure. even hesitate. That's like instant twenty twenty five points a game. So in six months, we've just like magically pushed back like Gurley like four spots. <laughs> Amongst running backs? Yeah, possibly. And I, I personally would still take Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, and Michael Thomas ahead of him. All right. Well, me personally. I know you wouldn't. You're. You personally. Just flick of the wrist, me. Don't worry about me. What I, I don't even running. worry about this. Don't worry guy. how I run my dynasty teams, championship level less. Except for a super flex league. I don't really like my team that much in that league. <clears throat> Moving on. Moving I, on. I just want to throw Gurley's name out there just, just to see. Like, I don't. Look, I mean, I don't know that. Y- I think he's his, his value is slightly dipped right now. He's probably going to get cut, probably. Yeah, I mean, they're they're probably just going to throw him to the curb. Let's move on to more by Lowe's. All right. This, 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 epi- this, this episode just keeps getting way off topic. It is. I think it's why we do so good. Yeah. If you like the way we get off topic, just please leave us a re- rating and review on iTunes. Wow. Well, they were up to like 722. Nice. Yeah, we're going to be begging for 800 here soon enough. Cool. By the time the season maybe gets started, over. By the time the season started? I don't know. By then, the nerve would be going. Jameis Winston, Matt. Jameis Winston. Buy low. Listen, I love me some Jameis. Yeah. I don't love his turnovers. I don't love the way he eats Ws. That's weird. I do like crab legs. Those Ws are weird. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in the NFL, like a player do, ever, in history. Like I've seen a lot of weird things, dumb dances, saying things. T.O. doing sit-ups in his driveway, doing a press conference. A lot of weird things. The E and the W is like the first thing that like really weirded me out. Like I was like, that's just like he's not like the same as most people like in the head. Like <laughs> in, he's, the, in the head area. He's on the spectrum a little bit, right? Somewhere. But you were saying before he interrupted you like I always do. Beats me, man. Okay, Jameis Winston. Yeah, go ahead. I love him. He's only 25 years old, right? Uh-huh. I know, I'm in the Superflex League, and I was trying to get Barkley or uh, – not Barkley, uh, Baker. It's mm-hmm. one Superflex league because I got Baker in all my leagues, but like two. And 
you know, I kept offering Winston and everybody's just like, no, no, I don't want anything to do Winston. And the deal kept breaking down. Cause I was like, well, I'm really still big on Winston. I don't think there's like, when it comes to fantasy football points, like I don't think the difference of like with Bruce Arians coming in to be too drastically different from Baker to Winston. From that, a- that's what I was going to say before you interrupted me was Bruce Arians. Um, you know, obviously coming into town gives him a nice little boost in value. Yeah, I saw a real sweet uh, tweet today from John Paulson from 4-4. Um, uh, and he's talking about Bruce Arians going to Tampa Bay. And he said the last three seasons Carson, Carson Palmer had with Bruce Arians, you know, was 38 games. And he averaged – 20.8 points per game. And I think Winston and Bruce Arians, who loves to throw the ball deep, is going to be such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful marriage. I mean, you have um, Mike Evans there. You got Chris Godwin there. That's, he's pretty good, right? He's going to be pretty sweet. Um, we'll see. You right. have you have O.J. Howard there. Uh, I saw a stat about O.J. Howard uh you know, his 11.8 yards per target in 2018 ranks as the second highest mark of all time amongst tight ends who saw at least 40 targets. 11.8 yards per target in 2018 ranks second highest mark of all time. So nice you had to say it twice. I know. I think that's from John Paulson, too. It's not my own research. It's John's research. Um, so for me, getting Jameis – a 25-year-old quarterback. And now again, his turnovers, they've got to get better. But he's got to get smarter when it comes to that. He, I would take his turnovers like with his attitude, like immature, right? So like, I think with Arians coming in, I think Arians will be able to work with Jameis. I think he's going to be able to get Jameis right and get him where he needs to be. And that's going to be last Bruce Arians' like last hurrah. You know, hurrah of getting Jameis where he needs to be. I mean, he's only 25 years old. He's a very young man. Again, his car insurance just went go down. All right, just went down. So for me, I in a super flex, I am all over Jameis. Like the weapons are there, right? They're gonna get a running back. Le'Veon Bell could be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer this year. He catches the football well. He does catch the football well. That would be a crazy spot for him to land. You know, if, even if they sign Tevin Coleman, he catches the football well. Mm-hmm. Like I like everything that they're putting around him. I like everything that he's got going on. Uh, I think he's an extremely talented quarterback. I liked him way better than Marcus Mariota coming out. I like him way better than Marcus Mariota now. I think when it comes to quarterbacks in fan- dynasty fantasy football, I think he's one of the most undervalued guys out there right now. And I think, you know, just and everything just leading up to this as a great buy with him being benched uh, for those couple games because Fitzmagic was going crazy. Abracadabra here, touchdown. Abracadabra here, touchdown. So to me, I think Winston is a fantastic buy low, whether it be super flex or just a regular time. Maybe you have Drew Brees and like Andy Dolan. I was going to say, if you, if you got a, an average guy or a guy that's aging, I mean, he wouldn't be a bad buyer in any kind of league. Yeah. I mean, if you like, say you had that situation where you had Andy Dolan and Drew Brees, right. And you offered like, say you like, I need a quarterback, right. I just like, you're, you're good everywhere else. And you have a championship caliber team, but you are worried about Drew Brees maybe taking a step down this year, a little bit older, and he's going to get out soon. We you, There's no quarterback you could really draft this year. Like, you can give up Andy Dalton plus something and possibly get, you know, Jameis Winston. You can give up Derek Carr in, like, maybe a high second and get Jameis Winston. Right. Right? And then you'd be locked into a quality quarterback for the next eight years. Yeah. Years. I mean, I, I'm not sure that, you know, the – 
I don't know if the Derek Carr one really makes much sense in my opinion because he's another guy that's pretty young as well. I know, but there's a lot of rumors that uh, Mr. John Gruden wants his own quarterback and Derek Carr is not long for the Las Vegas, San Francisco, Oakland, Mexico Raiders. Tijuana Raiders. Ooh, those sound like a donkey Ooh, show going on. Yeah. You ever been to a donkey show? No. Let's not go there. <laughs> I've never been one either. Just to let anybody just know. But going on, just when I think of, I don't know why that's not fair. But I, if I think of, if I hear Tijuana, I just think Donkey Show. Well, yeah, I think everyone does. I mean, you know, when you go in, you get to pet the donkey and you get a feed. And then I hear I hear Donkey Show, and I think of Clerks too, and I just laugh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Moving on. All right. So, what do you think of that? Like Jameis Winston? I know it's this is my guy that I brought into the show here. So. No, you you love yourself some Jameis, and and you always have. You're unapologetic about it, and I love that. But um, I I I was starting to tail off a little bit here on the Jameis Winston, but I I really do like the higher Bruce Arians. I think they're going to do um, really well together. Obviously, like you already pointed out, Jameis Winston, you know, lo- likes to chuck the ball down the field. That's absolutely you know going to fit great into Bruce Arians' system. So it's a matter. It is a matter of getting his turnovers down, which. You know, I think can be coached out of some some players. So. Yeah, I think with Dirk Cotter there, you know, Cutter there, you know, in the in the going back and forth, and Ryan Fitzpatrick starting good, him being suspended, I felt like he had with Ryan Fitzpatrick making those big plays like that. I felt like he felt a little bit more pressure where he to go out there and do that as well. So I think again, being twenty five, you know, pressure being number one. I think there's a lot going on there that helped. Winston was badness. Winston was put into a bad situation because with everything around because Cutter was one of those coaches that he got hired and from a unbiased opinion, you know, from an outside opinion like myself, he's one of those guys that you the second they get hired, you know they're not going to get the job done and they're going to get fired. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he got like however many years he got. The Pat Shermer? Yeah, exactly. It's just like you know this guy's just a placeholder because they couldn't find anyone better. Like Zach Taylor? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest, you're like, is Zach Taylor really going to work out in Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. I think Mike Brown likes to keep his coaches forever, so never mind. He does. So so that one's a little weird, but but the guy in Arizona now, like he's he's gonna fail. Oh, Cliff uh yeah, Cl- yeah. Cliff Clinsbury is oh, gonna be he's failing. He's gonna fail. He's and gonna fail. and he's gonna ruin the quarterback and it's just gonna be a, a huge nightmare. You don't think Josh Rosen's a buy low? No. I don't. I have Josh Rosen, and I'm totally bummed out that Cliff Clinsberg or whatever got hired there. I wish I could buy Josh Allen. Yeah. Josh Allen's a nice buy. I love him in redraft this yeah. next year. Go on, keep talking. Um, I can't even remember where I was going because I I I've gotten so, so sidetracked. I don't even remember what I was talking about. But side piece, we're talking about side piece coaches. <laughs> but Bruce Arians oh, is we're a, getting ru- oh Winston getting ruined by Cutter and everything around him. Right, 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 right. So the hire of Bruce Arians could very easily breathe life back into James Winston because he's that kind of coach, and everywhere he goes, he's very relatable to the players. They they you know they find a, a nice personal attachment to this guy and and lo and behold players want to play for coaches like that you know what I mean they give the extra effort that maybe they weren't given for for this other guy that they knew was just a lame duck guy yeah not not even having faith in you and probably didn't really coach up very well and firing her off into coordinators left and right and taking over off into play calling and you know starting Ryan Fitzpatrick because you're suspended by the league because you don't because you're you do dumb things and then uh, coming in then you're benched and then you're non benched it's getting to you then. Ryan Fitzpatrick is out there throwing deep bombs. Like, I got to throw a deep bomb. Oh, that's a deep interception. Oh, crap. I pooped myself. 
Right. So basically, he had a lot of crap going on. Uh, I could definitely see a huge return of value. And, and huge. I, yeah. And I, huge. I would love just to test the waters more so in a super flex league than a redraft league because sometimes it's like, I bet it'd be easier to get in a redraft league. But I just from my experience in my super flex leagues now, you mean in, a normal league, not a redraft league? Yeah, 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 yeah. Dynasty league, dynasty league. Um, but in a, in a super flex league is where I'm gonna really push this. Is I would love to see what I can, what the price tag is on Jameis. Like in a super flex league, obviously his value twice as much. And to me, I'm going in on it, and I'm paying, I'm paying that gamble. You know what I mean? I'm right. giving up. Right. I wonder if you can get him for a 2021st is what I'm, you know, in a super flex league where it's going to be a deep running back class and a deep quarterback class. I wonder if you'd be able to get him for a 2021st with people just like, but now like you have to do right. it now. You'd have to do it right now. And I think you probably could in a super flex and, and you know, in a normal standard league, I mean, could you get Jameis for a second round pick at this point? Just because you could, you could float out there, you know, like, Oh dude, new coaching staff. He got benched a whole bunch last year. I mean, it would have to be probably an early second, but I'm kind of a noob when it comes to like dynasty. I guess we're like, oh, yeah. new coach and staff. Like, hey, who's this Bruce Arians guy? Isn't he like a TV announcer? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, seven year old. He is a TV announcer. <laughs> so only if I'm playing against my kids. Yeah, he All has right. a mustache. <laughs> let's let's go quicker on some of these other guys, shall we? All right. Um, we'll get let's uh, try and spend like just two minutes, like a two minute hit here. Sure, you guys. I want to talk about like a couple more guys. All right. Uh. Quickly, Zay Jones, Buffalo Bills, finished the year as wide receiver 47. Uh, finished the year as 56 catches for 652 yards and seven touchdowns, even though the, over the last five games he caught five of those touchdowns. Um, four of his touchdowns came versus the Dolphins. So that's you know, right. half. But somebody who we liked a lot coming out of his rookie year in 2017, couldn't even raise his arm above his shoulder with the torn, was it, total or uh, uh, I think he had labrum. labrum. Yep. So, like, completely injured. Had the meltdown at the uh, hotel, taking some kind of, uh, you know, cough syrup that probably wasn't cough syrup, syrup, but came on pretty strong at the end of the year as a nice solid year. You can't call 56 catches for 652 yards a good year, but as Josh Allen comes to his own with his arm uh, and with Robert Foster's uh, emergence as well, it could be a nice one-two combo. I think if Josh Allen can put it put it together i think zay jones might be a nice good buy i mean you probably get zay jones for second round pick i think you could definitely get zay jones at this point for second round pick which is just great value for me um for all the reasons you already said so i, I don't know that we need to beat that one dead since we're trying to get through these quickly mm, but i just don't treat it like me yeah exactly I, I like i like him i have have liked him ever since you know you know watching his tape and you know watching the game where he caught like 20 balls or something at East Carolina or he's mm -hmm. just the guy's a machine so I think it took him a little bit to get uh used to the NFL and and you know obviously his shoulder wasn't right and he was getting thrown balls by you know uh Tyrod Ty which which were you mm -hmm. know obviously high and erratic um uh one of his, one of Tyrod's big issues is accuracy so you know let's see how Josh Allen comes along here at, at quarterback very intrigued by Josh Allen yep. I've done a 180 on him yeah, one eight. I, but even though it was still a super flex, I would take him third. I would take him behind Sam Darnold still, but still love him. Um, moving on, Quincy yeah. Anua, uh just signed that four year contract extension, thirty six million dollars, four years, twenty 
million guaranteed for a guy who's never over, had over four. He's only had over four, 500 yards once in his entire career. Last year, he played 11 games, 38 catches, 449 yards, and a touchdown. Um, the reason I think he's a good buy low right here, right now, he has almost no value, right? So I do tons of best ball leagues. Like even right now, I just draft every single day. Right. I'm spending money just drafting leagues and mm-hmm. hopefully win some cash. Uh, and Quincy Inouye pretty much goes undrafted in a lot of these things or go super late. Uh, I know it's not the dynasty league. Those are just redraft communities, but I feel like he's something that's really undervalued. He just got 20 million guaranteed. A lot of people are going to sit here and go, Oh, Robbie Anderson, Robbie Anderson to me, Robbie Anderson can't be trusted. I There's mean, already rumors that Robbie Anderson will be on his way out. I oh, mean, look at, look at the coaches that's coming in. You think he's going to love Robbie Anderson? Probably not. No, no. You, prob- think, you're him, right. you think they're going to be boys or, or somebody like Quincy yeah. Anua? Well, he's forced to be boys with Quincy Anua because he just signed a full. He's getting twenty million guaranteed. So, I like. I him. think Adam Gase isn't forced to be boys with anybody. By the way, I mean, I, no matter how much money they're making, he'll bench their ass if they're not performing. That's true. He didn't and have they're not to do good. Damani Parker, and he gave the first round pick. With first round pick, and just contract. went. Get sit on the bench, dude. I don't care. Word to your mother, but it also cost him his job. So it, it did. But to me. When I look at here is, you know, a big quality receiver with a 21-year-old quarterback who is going to have his time to grow into the NFL, and he's going to do that with his number one option being Quincy. And I I like that upside for the price because Quincy Inua is not expensive whatsoever. I mean – no, he's dirt cheap. I mean, the guy's coming off like a neck, like a pretty serious neck injury. You know, in seventeen. Yeah. In 17. So last year was supposed to be his bounce back year, but again, it, another year that that ended short because of injury as well. So I mean, there, there, I, th- there's definitely some risk involved with with Inua. There's risk with almost every guy we're talking about tonight. To buy I know, low. I know, absolutely. So, so you have to figure out whether it's worth it for you. For me. Yeah, I mean, at the right price, sure. I mean, but what's the wrong? I mean, what's it cost to get him? To me, I'm looking for, a, for me, I'm not even going into trading for a Quincy with uh, a draft pick because I feel like the draft pick you're going to offer is not going to be even like worth the, you know, juice is even worth the squeeze. Like, a, I'll give you a third. That's all I would give. Yeah, right. And people are like, no, but to me, he's worth us. To me, he's worth a late second for sure. In my eyes, just because of the gamble you're going to take. But to me, I'm looking more of a guy on my roster who might be a little bit younger, somewhere I'm deep at that's a name that I'm not overly in love with that I would just flip for him. You know what I mean? I would try and find a guy that other people are like are okay with, but you kind of know he's like a turd sandwich and mm-hmm. you you know, you don't you're not taking another bite of that sandwich no matter how much mayonnaise they put on it. So it's like it doesn't matter. So you want to get rid of this, you want to offload this, even make some roster room possibly. We have all the, we all have those guys where yeah, like right. you don't want to cut them cuz you know they have some value but you're never going to play him, right? I'm flipping that kind of guy, plus if I had to add another guy onto that, you know, to get Quincy and worth that gamble. Because then if that doesn't pay out, then I still cut Quincy. It doesn't matter because the guy I got him for, I was going to flush down the toilet anyway because he was a turd. Okay. Extra corn. (laughs) Fresh out of Chipotle. With some peanuts. Okay. Moving on. The guy you want to mention here was A.J. Green. A.J. Green. I mean, I just thought, you know, obviously he's, he's 30 years old, coming off another year where he's, been injured but when the guy is in he produces on a weekly basis he's a hall of famer in that in that 15 to 20 point range he's a stud and 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 then you came back because we discussed this this guy you know pre-show and you were like i own aj green and 
and I've been trying to shop him, but everyone keeps lowballing me. Yeah, this is, the show's buy low, not bend over and <laughs> give it to him again. All right. right. So that's how I feel with AJ Green. People just want like, oh, he's AJ Green's a thirty-year-old receiver. I, he's worth a second-round pick in my finger up your butt, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. save the finger and make it a first. <laughs> but even then, it's like okay. If you ask me, I'm an AJ Green owner, right? And sure. you're like, hey, dude, like I, you had like the seventh overall pick. And like, I'm like, okay. You're like, I'll give you the seventh overall pick for AJ Green. I'm like, that's not enough. Really? Yeah, I'd rather have AJ Green. Okay. Now, granted, it depends on your team structure. Say, it, it, it really does. If, if, you're, if, you got, if you're on a team that is starting to get old, AJ Green maybe is your best asset. I mean, I would probably take a first and maybe like a third or something like that from a late first and a third. You know what it I mean? Would, uh, but there we go again. Like, okay, whatever. Like, take Riley Ridley or would I have AJ Green? If you have to start rebuilding, there's a there is definitely would, a case to be made for okay. taking Riley Ridley. Okay, so here, okay, here's where, here's my argument with this with you. So what I would look at as AJ Green owner. Okay, mm-hmm. if I'm looking to sell AJ Green, right? I'm a hundred percent just gonna wait it out until in season when you can get more value for players. Uh, and I'm going to trade AJ green in season to somebody who wants to push it all in for a championship and then get a 2020 first out of it. And then something that makes great sense. If you're the owner, we're, I think we're coming at it this today in this episode as a potential buyer. And from a potential buyer standpoint, you want to try to go make that move right now while it's still fresh in their mind that he missed half the season. And, I know, but what? Like, and went on injured reserve, and and you're you're trying to buy low on a player that, as soon as he gets back on the field, he's going to be scoring you 15 points a game. And it's great I'm value because people do try to buy low AJ Green for me, but they offer me like, well, again, remove low. your bias and bitterness, and and try to see it from a buyer standpoint. But what's low? Like, it's, so you're saying the first, and to me as an owner, I'm like, no, like you offer me a 19. Okay, so yeah. Okay, yeah, I agree with you. If you get AJ Green for a 2019 first and you're like a playoff contending team, yeah, definitely do that for sure. That's to that's, me. That's all I'm trying to say. That's highway robbery. There, there could be a market out there. AJ Green he, can play for two, three more because years because he's 30. Because he's coming off injury. And People live longer now. You know that, right? I do know that. We're taller. I know. You know, back in the day, you know, Napoleon. People think Napoleon was short. He was five foot seven, dude. And at the time, he was, you know, he was slightly above average for height. Because we're growing people. We live longer. People are playing along. Look at Larry Fitz. What's he doing? He's playing forever. What Tom Brady just do? He's never going to hang him up. Tom Brady is collecting Social Security and winning Super Bowls. <laughs> he is almost there, isn't he? It's unbelievable. It's crazy. So, I don't know. We're just not going to come to common ground on this because I don't think – like, I feel like if you're getting AJ Green for, like, that price, then you're not, like, buying low. You're, like, you're stealing. And then if you're selling for that, I feel like you're kind of dumb. It's just my opinion. People, there, there's an idiot born every day, Rich. There is. All right. Well, maybe some of them have AJ Green on their team, and you can get him. You know, I would rather get like Jarek McKinnon and something for like I, for me. I, I'd want like okay. Here's what I would do. Right, I would take your first in Zay Jones. You're not getting this at all. This isn't a rich. I'm trying to get AJ Green off of you. This is this is the buyers market here this is this is from the buyers again i'm biased i'm biased you're you're going from the sellers i'm being so by right all right moving on Devontae freeman Devontae freeman i mean obviously um i think two guys before we get in this fall in this category Devontae freeman and ito smith go on okay we can lump them together i guess if you'd like but i mean with with 
what's his name? Coleman going out the door in Arriba free agency. Uh, yeah, adios. Um, That's foreign for goodbye, by the way, just in case you know, it you're is. not bilingual like me. <laughs> bilingual. I mean... Very biased. I don't. I don't necessarily. I know we were. We were. We were saying. You know, sell Devontae Freeman last year, which was a great move. Yes. You know what I mean. I said before the year set started. I said sell, sell, sell Devontae Freeman. Turned out to be fantastic because he just went down what, my the advice? crapper. Yeah, it was fantastic lot, yeah. advice. But um, this year, I think his value has been so depressed that I think it actually makes like a little bit of a buying opportunity because. I still think with 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 Tevin Coleman going out the door, I don't think Edo Smith is feature back. Oh, definitely type of not. Material. He's only five foot nine, hundred ninety five pounds. Right. So that and so he's twenty three. So that really leaves Devontae Freeman, who is only twenty six years old. Doesn't just leave him. I mean, Edo Smith is there too. I'd like him to come in and be in the pass catching role. Devontae Freeman coming off an injury. I think Edo Smith is a really nice buy low too for like maybe like a third round pick. Um, so good upside there. Go on. I think they can both have some value, but I, I think that Devontae Freeman, especially for this upcoming year, will be the more valuable back as long as he stays healthy. And there's no reason to think that he won't. He was threatening to come back at the end of the year yep. un- until they kind of faded out of the playoff picture and then there was no sense of him coming back. Faded or just dropped off the end of the world? They dropped off the end of the world. Um So there's no reason to think that Devontae Freeman won't be fully healthy next Correct. year. And with Tevin Coleman going out the door, there's only, there's plenty of shares in the running game to go around. Even the running game and the passing game for Devontae Freeman to have really nice running back two type of numbers. I know they're not the the running back one numbers that, that people were getting a few years back when he was like the number one and number six overall running back. But he could definitely settle in the, the 14, 15, 60, which is high-end running back two range. Somewhere right in the right in the mid there, or or high high end running back to numbers. And yeah, he can be had for dirt cheap. I think at this point, I agree. I think from going to be so off to find that Freeman thinking he's kind of toast. I'm still not overly in love with him, but at 26 and the opportunity, and again for how suppressed his value is, I would consider him a good buy low. And and don't forget the fact that Arthur Blank just came out and mentioned him and Julio Jones and Matt Ryan as like the cornerstones of the franchise basically right now. Yes, I think I, I agree with you. I think where his value is today, I think he's a good buy low. Like am I am I a, am I a believer? Am I a part of the monkeys? Mm, I'm about 51% on your side or okay, now like perfect. I'm on that I'll I'm, take I'm it. on that side. Nope, nope, you're because, on my side. Again, I think the value I think Get off the fence. You're on my side. If I if I'm a championship gallery team again, I need a running back. I have no problem offering. Like, and and that's first. the and that's the scenario where you're going to be going after him. You're not going to be going after him on a rebuild, clearly, because the guys the guy's on the wrong end of his career. You know what I mean? And See, he, that's where injuries are starting to prop up. But and this goes right back to my dilemma of like how like I like to build my teams about to begin about like how you would take uh you know like these running backs early have these receivers is you know. Devontae Freeman. Okay, so you got to give the late first for Devontae Freeman. And then I get like, oh, I get like Rodney Anderson or Daryl Henderson in the late first, or even like a Damian Harris if he lands in the right spot, or when these running backs and like gamble that way with like higher upside. You know what I mean? And it's like where you can't do that to a receiver. So like obviously you're, you're, you're running back hungry. And now if you're considering making a trade here, I would love to like just keep filling that with the draft picks. That's why I love young rookie receivers. I, I mean, I, but I agree. I understand I think, your philosophy. Going back to it, I think Devonta Freeman is, he falls in that category. Let's get one more guy in here, Matt. 
Give me one more guy. What about our guy um, Tyrell the Gazelle Williams? Yeah, 26 years old. 26 years old, entering free agency. I mean, when he had opportunity to be the number one, he produced well in in San Diego. You got a nickname, Matt, the Gazelle. The Gazelle. You don't get that unless you're running fast. He's a free agent, Matt. He's a free agent. He's only 26. He's 6'4". He's like 210 pounds. He's, he's going to end up in New England. He, he could end up – I mean, he he's looking for wide receiver one type of – I don't know if pay is the necessarily thing, but he wants that kind of opportunity, yeah. I believe. So he's going to be choosy, I think, in free agency to the point where he's going to be looking for an opportunity more so than getting paid. He can go to Miami. He can right. go to Oakland. He can go to the Patriots. And there's a lot of opportunities out for uh, Tyrell. I mean, he's a quality receiver because, like you said, when he does – Dig his opportunity to produce there. Um, I think he's he's a nice ex receiver. Right. Uh, I think he fills that spot as well. I think he's a nice. Yeah, I think he's a nice buy low for somebody that came off a really shitty year last year. Um, I like I like to gamble on some of those players that enter free agency that do have it. Like you know, some players enter free agency. I'm like, no thanks. Like Tyrell right. is the complete opposite of that. He is. I wish you go the other spectrum and call Mike Williams a buy low because I love me some Mike Williams going to the next year. I, Double we, digit touchdowns right. guaranteed. We we talked about this, you know, when we when I mentioned uh, Tyrell Williams, we had a little conversation about this. And as crazy as it sounds, this might be the low point for Mike Williams. You know what I mean? This might be the lowest point, you know, that you're going to be able to get Mike Williams Rock bottom. for a long time. So. If you're in love with Mike Williams and you just he's a need to have asset, this is the time that you're. This is might be the only time that you're able to get him. Once, yeah. once next year rolls around and, and Tyrell is gone, or even once free agency rolls around and Tyrell, you know, leaves in free agency, the, the owner might wise up and and the price tag might just go through the roof. On Mike Williams or on, Tyrell? On Mike Williams. Oh. Yeah. So if you, if you want Mike Williams and you need to have him, now is probably the time. Yeah, if T Pain was here, I'd have him write me a song about "I'm in love with the Mike Williams" because I think that's just such good, good ups. I'm very intrigued. Like if I was doing dynasty startup draft, like third round, all over that, give yeah. him a roster. I love, I love Mike Williams. I well. think he's gonna eat it up. He right? was, he was my number one wide receiver that year, above Corey Davis. I so remember that. Yeah, you did like Mike Williams more than Corey Davis. I did. So he is. Hmm. He's Who up would there. I rather have today, Mike Williams or Corey Davis? It's hard. But now it's not hard for me because just because the situations I would take Mike Williams because again scheme situations everything changes everything just it overcomes everything again Corey Davis super talented I would like him anywhere but Tennessee yep. I don't even know if Marcus Mario can still feel his fingers who knows yeah I don't know my, the fingers the the feeling starting to come back in my fingers oh is it yeah oh that's nice so maybe Marcus is having a similar recovery he'll be fine yep. so that's some guys. Uh, that we think are good by lows. We'll be back next week in February. <sighs> Can't wait to get the combines coming up soon. We're going to have some combine talk. It's going to be sweet, man. Um, we're about a, what, about a little uh, little under a month away, about a month away from our deep dive into rookies. We're going to break them down for two months straight. We're talking nothing but rookies. Just been watching well, tape. Well, besides the NFL draft. We'll be done the NFL Just draft. Just been too. watching tape. Yeah, that's my favorite part of the year. Preston Williams, have you seen him at all? Preston Williams. He's the guy that got banned from the combine? No, what do you do? He's... I can't remember what he got banned for, but um, he catches a lot of passes. He's like six foot four. He looks really good. Oh, another big guy. Yeah, yeah he's probably going to go a little bit later. You should yeah. check him out though. There's um, he's one of those guys that will probably slide due to whatever issue got I'm, him banned. I'm into like right now. I'm into like the rookie running backs. Is like where I'm really kind of like starting to like try and die. like 
you know, watch a little bit more of Daryl Henderson. I'm like, ooh, I really like him. Watching old Rodney Anderson. Rodney game, Anderson and looks you're like, really good. Yeah, it's just it's like, dude, do I really hold that knee injury really against him? Like, do I really do that? It was an ACL, right? I think so. Yeah. And I'm like, if not, if I don't, and I just go off that, you know, last year's tape before, and I'm like. I mean, I love what I see on tape with him, and, uh, you know, you see it written around, you know, everywhere about the guy is, you know, what are the what are the medicals going to come back at the combine? So hopefully, some, medical. hopefully some of that stuff gets leaked. You know, some you know, sometimes that stuff does trickle out, um, you know, during the draft process. Some of it trickles out on draft night, you know what I mean? Like somebody wants some yeah. guy to slip, and, and they'll trickle out some degenerative knee thing. I just want to see where he lands. Like, again, I think, you know, guys like, like you know, Damien Harris – Daryl Henderson, right. uh, Rodney Anderson. Rodney what? Anderson for me is like a he's a big time swing type of guy. He can go, he can go anywhere from top five in this draft to like almost second round. Like depending on how low he goes in the draft, there's there's talk that he might not get drafted. Like that's how bad his knee is. Yeah, so we'll, that's I'm saying that's what it is. That's we'll see. You so know what I mean? yeah, we'll, we, Matt, we will talk about this in the future. I know. All right. I just get excited when we start talking about it. Rookies? Yeah. I know. I can't wait for my rookie drafts. Well, there was a little preview of our draft talk. Let's hit T in the month. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a nice February break. <laughs> Don't worry. It's the shortest month of the year. Yes, it is. In the meantime, if you want to talk anything on Twitter, you can follow me at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. Make sure you check out DynastyNerds.com every single day. We have, speaking of rookie content, so much rookie content coming up on the site. And guess what? It's all free. Mm-hmm. Um, if you click on rankings, they haven't been updated since November. It's because we had the rank, new ranking system that's just taking a little bit longer than I thought it would take. But we're, I did update my rankings. I just got to get them on the site. We're working on it, peoples. Well, I'm not working on it personally. No. Programmers, coder yep. people. Yeah, we got people for that. Yeah. Freaking nerds taking their time. It happens. I guess so. All right, arrivederci. <laughs> I just want to leave that awkward silence of me being sad again. <laughs> like we ended this, uh, we ended the show with me on just like a down note. We got a little peppy there when we started talking, yeah, you know, like Jerick McKinnon. And now I'm down again. Good lord, people! Somebody pick him up. Makes write some uh, reviews on the on the Ooh. thing. Yeah, come on. All right, we'll All see right. you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.